Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Free podcast. I'm still in Australia and I'm absolutely freaking loving it. It is so nice being here, being at home, being present and feeling really grounded. Quick life update on where I'm at at the moment. So if you're following me on Instagram, you may be aware that I am currently um, going through a fat loss phase. This fat loss phase for me has been absolutely epic. I've been enjoying it so much because my calorie deficit is sitting at about 2000 calories. And that is simply because I have spent a majority of this year eating periods of maintenance and periods of inner surplus. So I have built my maintenance calories up significantly high. So therefore this fat loss phase for me has been easy. I've been able to eat so much food and enjoy the process. At the moment, I am currently in week seven and I'm definitely starting to feel the feelings of the deficit in terms of my energy levels are dropping, my performance in the gym isn't as good. I'm definitely starting to feel hungrier. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to strategically give myself a diet break. So over the next week, I'm going to have a period of intentional eating back at maintenance just to stop any effects of metabolic adaptation to get my energy back and to be able to push hard in the gym and then go back into my calorie deficit for probably another two weeks and then call it quits and then eat back up in maintenance. The biggest lesson that I have learned from this fat loss phase itself is make sure you're trying not to lose weight all the time. Like it's so important to have periods of wanting to lose body fat and then periods of intentionally eating to maintain our weight and to get stronger in the gym. And if you don't spend a long time in those periods, then you're probably going to be disappointed when you go through your fat loss phase, because if you're looking for that tone physique, then there's not going to be any muscle to show if you don't intentionally eat in a maintenance period. Restriction is not the answer. Eating more is the most effective way to reach our body goals. And that ties us so nicely into the episode today, because I'm going to be breaking down why fitness challenges should be illegal and five habits that are actually going to help you reach your health and fitness goals. So let's jump in. I have a very strong opinion against fitness challenges and diets, simply because I was a victim to them for years. I I would say four years of trying those fitness diet, fitness challenges, you know, the in-body scans, getting, being restrictive, then being not restrictive and always ending up at square one. And the, the reason why I have a such a strong opinion on this is because ultimately what they are, they are prolonged binge restriction cycles. You were told you have to be super strict for eight weeks. And then after the eight weeks, what happens? You blow out. Like, let's think about it in this way. Let's break it down. Let's give an example. Week one, you sign up for this fitness challenge. You are so freaking excited. You tell yourself that it's 100% going to be different this time. You're going to be super strict. You're going to follow it to a T. You're going to follow the meal plan. So what do you do? You're super good. You 
plan all your meals, you be super restrictive. And it's like you, sometimes it's completely like you change your entire lifestyle and flip it upside down to meet this plan. Often you see you increase your training volume because you're like, yes, I've got this. I'm going to start training five days a week, even though maybe you're being consistent with four days or three days. You go on week after week, you're, you know, you feel like you're killing it. You got it. You're doing well. Then week three comes and then there is a social situation. You think, oh, I can't go because I'm doing this challenge. Anxious. I'm going to ruin everything. Feeling like a failure. So what do you do? You end up going and you feel super restricted while you're there. You can't eat what you truly want. You can't eat the burger. You can't eat this. You can't have the cocktail. But what happens? You have a few drinks. The tequila comes out. And what do you say to yourself? Fuck it. I'm just going to start again on Monday and be super strict. You wake up on Sunday and you are riddled with guilt and shame about what happened. You force yourself to get up and try and do a little bit of extra activity to make up for what happened the night before. You make it into the gym the next week and you are so ashamed to tell your trainer what happened over the weekend. You feel so guilty and feel so bad about yourself. You jump back in, you jump on the bandwagon and being super strict again. And then the next week's come, week five comes and you start to feel really bored of the food that you're eating and you start to crave all the foods that you're not allowed to have on your plan. You're feeling tired and exhausted because you have significantly changed your whole lifestyle to meet this plan. You have significantly increased your exercise volume. You've significantly changed what you're doing. So it feels like it's so much effort for you to be able to maintain this lifestyle. Week seven comes around and all talk in the gym is all about the challenge after party. How you guys are going to indulge in all the foods that you weren't allowed to have. You get to the end of the challenge and you get on that in-body scan and it could either go two ways. You're fucking stoked on how much body fat you've dropped in the eight weeks. Well, not realistic. Or it hasn't really changed despite all your hard efforts. You take your photos and you start picking it apart and you start to think to yourself that you failed and that you're not good enough and then you weren't restrictive enough. And then think, is it even possible for me? The party comes and you allow yourself finally to have all the food that you weren't allowed to have. And then what happens? You're back in that same cycle. Sunday, you're feeling guilt. You need to make up for it with extra exercise. And then you get to Monday telling yourself how restrictive you're going to be. What I just explained to you all is a binge restrict cycle, but just a longer period. So with 2023 coming up, I thought this was an amazing topic of conversation to have because it's a classic. I see it all the time within the fitness industry or 2023, new year, new me, new diet, new challenge, new restrictive behaviors, all to leave you to blowing out at the end. Until you learn how to have balance, until you learn how to change your habits, until you learn how to create a lifestyle, you're never going to be able to break free of this restriction binge mentality and you're never going to be able to reach your goals because it's that constant up, down, up, down instead of I'm just living my life, 
I'm literally eating what I want when I want it. I know how to balance my meals correctly. I know how to hit my protein intake. I know how to fuel my body with enough carbohydrates. I know how to nourish my body with enough fats is when you're going to be able to reach your goals. So what I want to explain to you guys is some, I want to break down five habits that you can actually start focusing on today to have the best 2023 of your life. And it's not going to be drink more water, eat more fruits and vegetables, eat more protein, because we know, we know that's what we have to do in order to reach our body goals. But I'm going to break down the habits that are actually stopping us from implementing those things. And let me tell you, these things are probably not what you're expecting from this episode. But when you're able to implement these things, your nutrition and exercise choices become so much easier because they're coming from a place of non-restriction. They're coming from a place of self-love and they're coming from a place of long-term sustainability. So that being said, habit number one, this is really going to be game-changing in terms of your exercise and nutrition, is understanding your own strengths and weaknesses and accepting those. We shame ourselves when we are not skinny enough, when we're not fit enough, or when we're not a certain size. So what do we do? We then restrict when we are not any of those things, and we continue to add in extra exercise to achieve a certain physique. But why are we chasing that? The reason why we're doing that is because we are attaching our own self-worth to the way we look. I'll only be good enough when I look a certain way. When I only be lovable, people will only like me when I fit into these jeans, when I fit into a size eight. So that is why it is really, really important to start understanding yourself and understanding your own strengths and weaknesses and accepting those. Self-acceptance. Because when you can accept your own strengths and weaknesses, you don't lose your sense of worth. Because you know, just because I'm not good at something, just because my legs are a certain size, just because I don't fit into certain clothes, doesn't make me not enough. And the most important factor here is when you realize that your sense of worth is not tied to an external thing, it allows you to never give up. And that is the biggest mistake that I see people make is they get caught into this trap of feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough because I'm not a certain size or I don't look a certain way. Then all of a sudden they give up and the mentality comes in of what's the point. And that is the reason why we're not able to stick to a long-term sustainable approach because we're getting caught up in these cycles of feeling like they're not good enough, feeling like we're failing and feeling like nothing is working. So therefore, what's the point? So my question to you right now is where are you giving your own power away? Where are you saying, I'll only be happy when X? I want you to take a minute and reflect on that because that will give you so much insight to your own exercise and nutrition behaviors. Habit number two, I love this one because it's actually so game changing, is running your life from your true self in comparison and running it from ego. So if you're not familiar with what ego is, 
You know that little voice inside your head that is telling you that your legs look fat in your jeans or that your arms are too big or things like, oh, you shouldn't invest in yourself. That part of you is your ego. Your ego is the part that is trying to keep you safe. It is trying to keep you safe of feelings of rejection, of shame, of feeling embarrassed. It is a part of us that is so needed. It is so important because we don't want to feel like that. Absolutely not. But often when ego is in control, we are running based off fear. Because a lot of the time our ego gets loud, but it's not necessarily true what she is saying. Imagine if you could base every decision you make based on what you want, not from a place of fear, not from a place of, oh my God, people are going to judge me in this dress versus I think I feel so good in this dress, I'm going to wear it. This can be such a powerful exercise to understand the difference and know who is in control. So a really good thing that I get all my clients to do is differentiate the two voices, let's say. So a good exercise is ask yourself, what do you feel like for dinner tonight? And then listen to that. It might be something like, oh, I feel like spaghetti bolognese. But then you might get another voice that's coming in and saying, you can't have spaghetti bolognese. You can't have pasta because pasta makes you fat. Okay. So one was very non-emotional. It came straight to you versus the other one that came in with a lot of emotion aka the ego, telling you that you can't do something because of what's going to happen, right? So that is a fear-based projection. This is really, really important to understand because that ego a lot of the time is riddled with limiting beliefs. In terms of that pasta example, pasta is going to make you fat. That's where we have to come in and acknowledge our ego and say, thank you so much for protecting me from the fears of weight gain, the fears of, you know, changing my body composition in a negative way. And that's where we come in and say, thank you. And I know carbs is the macronutrient that's literally going to give me the energy that I need to survive. So of course I'm going to eat them because it's going to help me reach my goals right? So it's really, really important to start living your life based off what you truly want rather than that extra voice that's just there to keep you safe from all these perceived threats that are often not actually true. The next habit that is really, really going to help you be able to have the best 2023 of your life is understanding self-sabotage and identifying and investigating it. One of the biggest obstacles of women actually achieving their goals is self-sabotage. And this actually ties really nicely into the ego conversation. I believe self-sabotage is knowing how to do something, but your conscious or subconscious mind is holding you back from doing it. It can be so frustrating because you know you want something, but you are just so confused to why you can't get it. Self-sabotage stems from underlying limiting beliefs that we have in our subconscious. So, and to break that down, a limiting belief is a state of mind or belief that you have about yourself that restricts you in some way. These beliefs are often false accusations you make about yourself that can be a number of negative results. 
And with this, this is the point where we can be compassionate in towards ourselves because our belief systems are shaped from the moment we were born. They're shaped from everything that we've experienced in this life to get us to where we are today. From the exposure of our parents, from our friends, from the media, social media, everything that we've learned is creating these belief systems. And the thing with these beliefs is Just because we say something over and over to ourselves doesn't necessarily mean that it's actually true. We make it true based off what we have learned. So you can see there's a blind spot here, right? Because if you are super exposed to, especially in the dieting industry, of constantly being told that carbs are bad, carbs are the reason why you're not losing weight, you have to restrict carbs in order to see results, of course, that's what you're going to believe. But there is so much evidence that is incorrect. So what that is actually saying is that's a limiting belief. And this is where self-sabotage comes from. I like to break self-sabotage down and I like to use a metaphor of a tree. Okay. So thinking about a tree in three separate parts, we've got the leaves. Okay. Then we've got the trunk and then we've got the roots. I like to say our leaves are the results that we are getting in our life, okay? Everything that we've achieved. The trunk is the actions that we take in order to get our result, right? We have to act in a certain way in order to achieve a certain result, okay? And what a lot of people do is they say they want this end goal. They want the new result. They want to drop fat. They want to change their body composition. So they know that they have to take new actions to get there. So that's where they focus. That's where they focus on being super restrictive. They're cutting out carbs. They're doing extra training sessions. Okay. And then they're doing all the things, but they never fully reach their desired outcome. And the reason why is that they are missing the piece that is underneath the action. So we absolutely haven't finished with the tree. The roots are our beliefs and our thoughts. What you think and what you believe are exactly what translates into your actions and your actions produce your results. When we start to realize that when you want a new result, you don't necessarily have to focus on the actions, but instead you need to go deeper. You need to address the beliefs that are controlling our actions. And this is so important to understand because we get so frustrated with ourselves when we just focus on the actions and it's not working. And then we think that we are the reason. We think that we are a failure because of the lack of willpower. But that's not the reason why, because you're not stupid or you're not good enough. The real reason is because you're not addressing the symptom of the problem. The reason you're failing is because you're not addressing your beliefs in and around food and exercise. Because until you change your belief of restriction is the way I'm going to lose weight into consistency is the way I'm going to lose weight or carbs are bad, I can't eat them to carbs are the energy I need to fuel my body or eating 1200 calories is the way I'm going to get my dream body versus eating in periods of maintenance and through fat loss phases is the way to achieve my body is you're never going to be able to fully get the results that you desire because you constantly fall back into those self-sabotaging behaviors because you're only focusing on your actions. 
So how the hell do you change your beliefs? I'm so passionate about this and this is why there is a massive component in the Fit and Free Academy in and around the mindset coaching of changing our beliefs. To overcome these limiting beliefs that you have, you need to find evidence that they are not true. So a really good exercise is really writing down everything at the moment that you're believing in and around food. Things like, I can't have mayo, it has too many calories. I can't have certain foods because they're too high carb. I can't go out and be social because it's going to ruin my progress. Any sort of beliefs that you have in and around food, they're the things that we you need to debunk in order to fully reach your body composition goals and be able to do it in such a sustainable way. I love that and I'm very passionate about that because it's honestly the game-changing thing and it's often the missing piece of the puzzle to why people can't reach their body composition goals. The next one is super important because often we get so caught up in the moment of not happening fast enough, feeling like I'm not getting where I want to be. So number four is celebrating your wins at nighttime. Celebrating three things that were successful for you during the day. Because we get caught up in action, we can't see our own progress. And then that self-sabotage comes in in terms of, oh, I'm not good enough. I don't look like the people on the internet yet. I'm not fit enough. I don't feel like things are working. I don't feel good about myself, which then derails us, which leads us to giving up. And like I said, you have to find a way that you're able to make consistency over a long period of time, because that is the reason why, real reason that you can't get your results, because you're You don't see your progress. You don't see the wins. You don't see yourself actually improving because we're so constantly programmed and we're so conditioned to focus on the thing that we really want that we haven't achieved yet. So therefore, we're a failure. Then on top of that, our perfectionism comes in and it tells us all the reasons why that we are not good enough. When actually, realistically, we have achieved so, so much. Things that people don't realize are progress. Number one is having a healthy relationship with food. Removing food labels, not labeling something as good and bad. Having no restrictions, not having to work off any of your food. Planning your meals, balancing your plate getting 10,000 steps, right? Like all these little, little habits that you accumulate over time is going to get you to your goal. And if you're not accumulating all these little habits and you're just expecting to be perfect after a 12-week stint of dieting, forget it because that's not how it works. Think about it like driving a car. You weren't perfect on day one, but now look how automatic you are just getting in. It's the same with your nutrition and your exercise. You need to learn every little skill and process like changing the gears and braking the car and reverse parking and parallel parking and 
you know, all the different elements of driving a car, you need to learn how to do that with your exercise and nutrition. You need to learn how to apply progressive overload. You need to know how to train at the right intensity. You need to have a program that's hitting the muscle groups twice a week. You need to learn how to fuel your body and with the correct macros for you. You need to learn how to be eating enough. You need to learn how to manage your mindset and not give up, right? You can't expect all of those things to change after 12 weeks. These are something, these habits of things that are formed over years. So if you're not celebrating the daily things that you're doing to show your progress, of course, you're going to feel like that you're failing and giving up because you haven't reached your body composition goal yet. So start writing down each and every night three things that went well for you. Then finishing off with habit number five is letting shit go. Just feels so good saying that. And this is something that I personally struggled with so long. The overthinking brain being like, oh, I'm not good enough. I didn't do that good enough. I need to do that better. My workout wasn't good enough. My nutrition wasn't perfect. And getting caught up in that. The problem with getting caught up in that is, again, it's losing our opportunity to remain consistent. It's all these little things that are interrupting our consistency and our effort. Okay. So what is the point of stressing about something that has happened in the past that you have no control over? All that's going to do is make you feel worse, right? All it does is increases your stress, increases your cortisol and increases resistance to do things again. A really powerful exercise of letting shit go is writing it out on a piece of paper and then burning it. You know, if you followed me on Instagram, journaling is such an important tool in my toolbox that I personally use and then I get my clients to use as well. Because when we're writing stuff down, it's coming straight from our subconscious. It's brain dumping exactly how we're feeling. And it's so, so powerful to be able to like, perfect. It's there. It's down. It's done. Goodbye. This is something that takes time, it takes consistency, and it takes practice. That's this whole, all of these mindset rituals and habits are something that you have to practice on a daily basis. You don't get bicep curls from lifting a dumbbell up three times across three weeks. It doesn't happen like that. It is the same with our mindset. And if you're not working on your mindset each and every day, especially if you are trying to change your body composition, then forget it. Because if you're not increasing the risk of giving up, it's increasing the risk of not being consistent. It's increasing the risk that we're feeling like that we're not good enough and that we're feeling like a failure. But even though a lot of the time that is your ego coming in, trying to keep you safe. So That is the five habits that are actually going to change your life in terms of having the best 2023 of your life. If you like this episode, please, please, please share it on your Instagram story and share it with someone who you think needs to hear it. If you haven't already, please write me a review because it really does help support the podcast. I appreciate you all. Thank you for being here and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.
did you know the average person will try two fad diets a year and typically abandon them after just six days? No wonder so many women feel like getting the body they want is just like a pipe dream. If you're an active gal struggling to tone up and you're so confused about what you need to eat in order to reach your body goals, you might be avoiding all carbs in your diet and focusing on only eating super clean. Or maybe you're eating as little as possible, restricting your calories to the point where you're constantly hungry because the less you eat, the better, right? Well, what have I told you the reason why you were not seeing results is because you've got it back to front. What if I told you that the fastest way for you to finally see lasting results in your body was to eat more? I spent years restricting my food, avoiding carbs and stressing about my calories. All it left me was with no energy, I didn't have my period and absolutely no definition to show for it. When I started eating more and training with structure, my body changed completely without even trying. Since then, I've helped countless women do exactly the same thing. And it's not just us. Thousands of women are already applying this strategy to look the best they ever have whilst having complete food freedom. And that is why I've decided to create a masterclass where I break down exactly how you can do this too so that you can finally see definition in the right places, have endless amounts of energy and have more time to spend on things that truly matter in your life without stressing about food all the time. And the best part is it's completely free. To register, head over to the link in the show notes now. I'll see you there. Don't forget to put it in your calendar.